Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist, working for a government agency, and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, great day, everyone. Welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. This is Dr. TK. So we have a very, very interesting topic. This has come up in our Dope Therapist Academy program, but it's also come up in the Streams of Income Bootcamp that I recently had a few months ago. And it also comes up just in general on like social media and in conversations with therapists, more so having questions Um, around what really defines a group practice. Now, I do have previous episodes on how do you know you're ready to go into a group practice and things like that. We'll try to link those episodes up in the show notes. But today, I really want to talk about differentiating the roles between a group practice owner and a clinical supervisor. Now, in the title, I put a glorified clinical supervisor because Some people are using the phrases interchangeably as I have a group practice versus I'm a clinical supervisor, right? So when you think about a clinical supervisor, typically when you look at a job description, um, let's just say if you're a contract at an agency and you're a clinical supervisor or it's through a job, the role of a clinical supervisor is to oversight clinicians as they teach them, but of course they get more trained teaching um, in the classroom, but we're going to teach real life situations to make the textbooks come alive in the real world with real clients. And we're going to train you with maybe doing documentation. Um, we're going to go back to cultural diversity and just things that maybe you were taught in the classroom that really needs to be applicable to real life cases and situations, right? Also with a clinical supervisor in terms of the role um, is that you are preparing clinicians to get licensed or temporary oversight. Maybe if a therapist that is licensed, they are looking into um, psychological testing, but maybe they haven't done testing in like seven years. Or maybe a licensed clinician is starting to add autism spectrum to their uh, expertise, but they don't have any training with that particular uh, niche, right? Also, typically when you're a clinical supervisor, either it's your position at a job or a contract site, but students or clinicians are referred through the school program or they may find you online because they need a supervisor in order to collect the rest of their hours and then they will pay you. They'll just pay you a flat rate. That is a clinical supervisor. Now let's talk on the flip side about, well, how is that different than a group practice owner that has clinicians that they supervise? So when we look at a group practice, somebody has to own it. And when we talk about own it, we're talking about onboarding, hiring. We're talking about creating the systems to ensure that quality assurance is key, like, you know, top tier. We're talking about quality care of clients. We're talking about the culture of the admin staff, the CEO, and the service providers. There's moving pieces. And the easiest way to think about this is look on an org chart. How many boxes are there in an org chart when you have worked at a clinic? It's just not the supervisor. 
and the therapist. That that that's the bare minimum. Okay. So when you look at a group practice, if we're talking about therapists now looking for a place to serve clients, you as the CEO, first and foremost, even if you are a supervisor, because you can be both, you are seeking therapists that fits the needs, ideally of the clients you want them to serve in your business versus, like I said, with a clinical supervisor, they just need somebody to oversee their cases and their paperwork. As a group practice CEO, you are hiring people to either help them collect their internship hours, potentially you're going to clinically supervise them, But you also have to onboard them unless you also have onboarded another clinical supervisor. Bottom line is you're running a whole clinic, not I just got my certification to supervise someone. You select the clinicians. You create and get help with it, of course, the systems. You take a percentage, whether they're getting paid percentage or a dollar amount, W2, W9, depends on your state and your licensing board. If they're licensed or not licensed, talking about the clinicians, you take a percentage or a portion of payments that they receive or the office receives for all clients. So when you look at the two different roles, because this came up in DTA actually a few times, that's why I have so many different podcast episodes on it, is that you know a lot of our clinicians say, well, when is the right time to actually go into a group practice. And the first thing I'll say is let's back up. And first, I want you to ask yourself, what do you want? Not do I want to have a group practice? I first just want you to paint a picture of what you want. Because a lot of people, how I brought it up in the Streams of Income Bootcamp, a lot of people say I want a group practice because I want passive income. But is it truly passive based on what I just even mentioned briefly here and what I mentioned in the Streams of Income Bootcamp, which is you have to build whole systems. You have to invest in systems. If you don't want to be the person that's seeing clients and supervising clinicians, you have to hire another clinical supervisor. If you don't want to be the person to build the systems, you got to hire somebody to build the systems, which also means you got to know what systems you need to be built. If the person who's building the systems is not a therapist, but they're a project manager, you have to educate them on HIPAA protected things, right? At the end of the day, you still have to understand quality assurance, structure in a company, You're not just a supervisor that has good clinical and teaching skills that can help someone through a difficult case and do their paperwork, right? So it's a loaded question when someone says, am I ready or how do I know I'm ready for a group practice? Another thing that comes up is, oh, I have a um, wait list. Does this mean that I just go hire a therapist to see those uh, clients? No, it does not. You need systems in place unless you want to hire somebody in a very chaotic um, state, meaning they come into a messy back office, and then you lose them. And you also lose your investment because you've taken time out of your schedule to hopefully train them if you didn't throw them out to the sharks. So a wait list does not create a group practice. Hiring an intern or a therapist does not create a group practice. You need a structure. Just think about it as a, a clinic. Would you go work inside of a clinic that had no onboarding process? They just You just showed up They did an interview and they said, you can start tomorrow at nine. There's no onboarding paperwork outside of a W9 or W4, W2, whatever it is. And then you just start seeing clients. They ain't told you how they want the paperwork to look. They haven't taught you about the EHR. They haven't talked about their clientele. They haven't talked about what's expected for consultation if you're licensed or supervision. They haven't covered any of that. Would you just focus on, well, I'm going to get paid? 
Or would you really be asking like, well, where is the systems? Because the systems are going to help you work even in the group practice independently with some oversight, right? So I talk to our community about not operating illegally and unethically as a group practice just because you hire one person. Hiring one person doesn't make you a group practice. Now, could you turn that into a group practice? Of course you can. But do you have the systems to do it? Because the same systems that you created as a solo practitioner will only take you so far. And why is that? Because you learned how to market yourself. You didn't learn how to market for another person, let alone another niche. Okay. So ask yourself, are you a clinical supervisor overseeing the work of another therapist and helping them understand from a clinical perspective how to maneuver through a case? Or do you run a company, a entity, a outpatient clinic, whether it's online or in person, that generates referrals and hires therapists to serve the community while you also have a quality assurance umbrella to ensure that the clients get the best care? So I hope that this was more of a mindset check to not roll out of bed And say, because I hired somebody or because somebody called me or because I'm supervising someone, I now can say on my Instagram profile, I have a group practice. Because a group practice is more than a title of a clinical supervisor. Both of these roles require leadership that looks very different. One requires clinical knowledge and the ability to teach real in and oversee and understand documentation, AKA clinical supervisor. The group practice owner role until you hire a clinical supervisor requires everything that I just mentioned about a clinical supervisor, plus leadership skills related to human resources, understanding your entity structure with your state and licensing board, onboarding clinicians, quality assurance of your business, documentation, marketing of other people beyond yourself. No longer just telling people to go to your psychology today and they see only your picture and you're the face of the company. Absolutely not. Switch it up. We teach all of this in our elite coaching mastermind. So if you want to learn more about scaling your private practice, I would highly encourage you stay connected. We have some great things coming up in the late summer that we're going to start announcing. If you want to get on the Elite Coaching Mastermind wait list, all you have to do is go to my website, drtk.com. And if you click around under services and programs, you'll see Elite Coaching Mastermind plus Dope Therapist Academy and all these other things, right? If you want to meet us in person just to connect with other therapists and really see how they're scaling their business, we're not going to teach you step-by-step of how to launch a group practice. I want to be clear. But if you want to be in the room because that fuses you to understand who you can be connected to, to push you to that next level, you want to check out our conference. We have less than 30 seats at the time of this recording, okay? Um, But we have a good amount of clinicians coming from all over the country, and we're going to be talking about even way more than group practice, just so that you can see what's possible in a mental health business. Then come to the conference that's in Vegas in October of 2023. Outside of that, share this with another therapist that you know who could benefit from this entire podcast beyond even this episode. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Connect with me on Instagram, hop into my DM, let me know what was your biggest takeaway from the podcast. And I'm always looking for 
questions around the information that I put on podcasts, whether it's life experiences, abundant living, travel, you know, as a business owner. And then also, of course, my programs and knowledge around solo group practice and other streams of income as a therapist, because your question can turn into a podcast episode. So don't feel afraid to like shoot your shot in the podcast by asking me a question. And if I can answer it in a podcast episode or answer, you know, a portion of it, because some information is like only for our students, of course, I will answer as much as possible. I will put it as a podcast episode, all right? So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Share it with other therapists. And please don't forget to rate this podcast episode as five stars and let me know your biggest takeaway. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.